it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Programme. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through right it. Now the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We had a great show to start the week off with today. Uh, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, Crispin Boyer from uh, the popular fiction series for National Geographic Kids, Zeus the Mighty, is back to talk about the newest installment, which is uh, The Trials of Heracles, Heracles, I think I said that right. Anyway, we'll be talking with Crispin coming up uh, a little later in the show. In the middle of the show, the second hour, we're going to talk with a professor of history from the University of California, San Diego, about his new book, The Eternal Decline and Fall of Rome, The History of a Dangerous Idea. And we'll find out what that dangerous idea is and talk about it a little bit with uh, Edward J. Watts. Ed will be joining us during the second hour. But first, we're going to talk about brain drain. Now, we usually think of uh, brain drain as something that happens to school kids uh, over the summer. And, um, and of course, we're probably going to be wrestling that uh, a lot this fall as schools try to get back to uh, full in-person instruction um, with kids uh, because of the pandemic but we're going to talk with uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about brain drain because it doesn't just affect kids and we're going to find out 
what it is, how it happens, and how to combat it with award-winning brain scientist, Dr. Patrick Porter, Ph.D., and he joins me now by phone. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. Great to be here. Um, does it, is, how connected is brain drain to memory? Well, I think it's all part of it because the neurons, if they're not being used, I mean, the way we store information, if that system isn't being used, then it atrophies and our pathways to those memories gets, um, basically the, just like a computer file, we don't know where it's accessed anymore to get that relevant piece of information. Now, you talk about um, the uh, brain drain uh, and, and how to keep the mind sharp during the lazy, hazy days of summer. How is what we experience during the summer different from when I walk into a room and can't remember why I went in there? <laughs> well, it, it might be very similar in that situation in that, uh, depending upon what's going on, but typically during the summer when we're, we're more structured, during the fall, winter, and spring time period. Usually the summer, if we were used to reading or challenging ourselves uh, cognitively, we usually put that on hold. We go on vacation. We stopped ec- We might even stop exercising because we're more active in the summer over the winter. Uh, things that might keep our brain healthy, we tend to uh, stop doing because it's time to you know, celebrate the summer, get outside, have fun with family. And uh, the brain does suffer for that. And, and also people, because they're out, maybe picnicking, they might be drinking more adult beverages and things like that, eating and drinking the foods they're not used to, eating and drinking during the rest of the year. Is, is what's going on with adults, um, adult beverages aside, different from what school-age kids experience over the summer when they're, when they're not in school? Yeah, well, the biggest difference is... Uh, counter to what people think, our brain actually gets unplugged, not plugged in as we get smarter. So when we're we're first born, our brain is totally connected, and that's why we can learn languages fast. We can basically take in our whole reality. As we age, our brain is unplugging those neural networks. So as a child, if we we continue to learn and grow and challenge our brain, then we actually keep more neuron connections. The less we do, the faster that disconnection happens. The brain is trying to figure out what is the patterns of our life, where are we safe, where are we in danger. So if we don't challenge it, then it basically gets into what might be termed a a mental rut. And so we need to get out of that. So as children, our brain, this is the best time for us to be learning and growing. We have the most neuroplasticity, which means the most capacity to change. As we get older, our brain doesn't like to change, so it takes more effort to make those behavior changes over a child. For a lot of people, you, you talk about um, summer brain drain, and we've been talking about summer brain drain, but what about pandemic brain drain? For a lot of people, this has been a really long summer. Oh, yes. I mean, well, there's a lot of things. Yeah. The, uh, what's happening with the brain under stress is probably the worst thing that can happen to, there's a part of the brain called the corpus callosum. That's the part of the brain that takes short-term memories and makes them long-term memories. What you were talking about earlier, you walk into a room, you don't remember what's going on. That has more to do with stress. And everyone on this that's listening has probably had the experience. They've been at a party. They get introduced to four or five people at one time. A little later in the party, they're back talking one-on-one to one of those five, and they can't remember the name. 
And then as soon as that person walks away, the name pops into their brain. Because under stress, we don't process information as quickly or as relevantly because the the truth is that we're rendering or making up most of what we see here and experience because it's too much information for us to process at that one time. So we, we rely on our subconscious to do a lot of that processing. So the more stress we're under, the less uh, effective our brain works. So that's why we have to, the more relaxed somebody is, the more we practice to rehearse things, the, the more we keep things structured, the better our brain seems to work. And, and when you say structured, um, what do you mean by that? Are you talking about um, daily routine or are you talking about some kind of um, concerted uh, mental exercises? A little bit of both. You want to have the, big, the biggest thing that people do to dysregulate their brain during the summer over the rest of the year is they go to sleep at different times every night. Our brain wants us to go to sleep at the same time, preferably uh, between 10 and 12 o'clock in the evening so we get to produce enough melatonin, which is more than just helps us sleep. It helps every cell energize during the day. So we could be in bed for eight hours but not get the, the natural sleep that we need so we're still tired. So we need to be in bed at certain time periods, get up early. Um, lingering in bed is probably the worst thing you can do. Like people who hit the snooze button several times, that's very hard on the brain and the nervous system. Uh, it's best to get up without an alarm if you can or change your alarm to something that's more pleasing to awaken your nervous system because, you know, that loud, obnoxious sound puts you on, uh, puts you on edge. That's <laughs> like waking so, up angry. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, the, the, um, so those are things that people do. So I think that during the, during the normal time of the year, too, uh, usually we – we have certain things structured for our Monday through Fridays rather than, and of course during the pandemic that all went out the window. So you're talking about all those patterns our brain was used to running. So people roll out of bed in their pajamas, turn on their laptop, now they're at work. Or they roll out of bed still uh, with their pajamas on, eating breakfast, open up the laptop and they're at school. I mean, these are not good things for the brain. The brain, uh, we really need structure. So that means um, if you're working from home, even now, you should have a specific area you go to work. It's not in the living room where you watch television. Because the brain starts, by association, the brain will think, oh, and then you might, if, if you're already suffering from ADD or something, it's even going to put that on uh, steroids because now you have all the distractions that aren't typically in your work environment are now telling you what to do. Now, for a year, people have had an idea now to change all of those structures. Now what happens is we go back to work. Now we've got to unlearn all those new structures and put back in place the structures we need for our, our work life. Let's say when we're leaving our homes, if you're working uh, at, a, at a residence or something like that. If you're, working, you're used to working from home and now you've got to work from the office, that's a whole other set of situations that the brain has to deal with. And as simple as it seems on the surface, some people handle stress better than others, right? So if we... Some people, you just throw them one curveball that says, oh, the meeting that was at 9 is now going to be at 10.30. Now they can't handle their whole day as all <laughs> you know? I know people like that, Patrick. Yeah. Um, now, I have a dedicated workspace in my home. Mm -hmm. I, I have an office with my studio set up in it. And that changed right, right before the pandemic hit. I thought I was going to be, you know, kind of a maverick and then, you know, 
two months later, everybody was working from home. But, um, yeah. but the 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 thing is, is that now my commute is just a short walk down the hall. I don't have that drive time, and that felt very different for me in the beginning. I, I didn't feel like I was as awake when I came into the office and. Um, it, there was an adjustment there. How long does it take to adjust to a new schedule, a new routine? Well, you know, the everyone likes to think 21 days. We hear that all the time. But the, the truth is there's never been a study that proves 21 days. What they proved at Stanford and then they, they reproved it at Harvard was it takes 21 days if you use relaxation and visualization techniques. That's like what we do at BrainTap. You need to use something that's going to assist your subconscious in working those patterns into your everyday life, and that's where you use the, uh, what we call brain fitness. So, uh, but if you're doing it on your own, the science shows it takes up to 18 months to really build in a habit. So doing something for a year sometimes isn't even long enough. But if you can start to use your brain the way it was designed, we're always uh, using precognition. Some people use it in a negative way. They're always waiting for something negative to happen. They go, you know, you ask them, how are you doing? So far, so good. Yeah. So basically, they're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. So we we can train the brain to become more receptive to uh, optimum thinking or optimistic thinking. And that's really where, if the brain is in an optimist uh, kind of thought, then it operates better than a pessimist uh, because what ha- we know that linked to our immunity is our psychology. So it's something called psychoimmunology. So the more positive a person is, they now know the more white marker cells they have, the better the immune system responds, the better they digest food. Everything works better. It's kind of like when you're in love, everything works better when you're in love. So the, um, you know, if you're uh, in a state of stress or fear, you know, they, they say you should never make life decisions if you're going through a divorce, buying a new home, moving across the country, all of these things because stress affects the way that we uh, entertain ideas or concepts. And our best thinking happens in a stress-free environment, not in a high-stress environment. But, of course, people in the military and people who've been trained to think in those environments, that's very different. That's why, let's say you want to be a Navy SEAL, they might take 100 people and, you know, 20 of them make it. Because they're they're gonna they're gonna test them under pressure. How does your brain work under this pressure? If it doesn't work, they want they want you to uh, basically flunk out before you get in the field and get killed. So they're gonna stress you out to do that. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. The same is true with life. We need to find what is our. I call it your optimal risk zone. How much are you willing to risk? Because we only learn, grow, and develop as human beings when we're being stressed or tested. You know, we don't lift weights. You don't gain muscle lifting weights if you lift, lift easy weights. You have to stress out those muscles a little bit. The same is true with our mental muscles. We need to stress those out a little bit, doing crossword puzzles, doing, uh, doing just um, you know, puzzles you put together with you know, a thousand pieces or more. All those kind of things will help to keep the brain sharp. Patrick, I have to take a break here. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Yeah. My, my yeah. guest is uh, Patrick Porter, Ph.D. We're talking about summer brain drain, and we're going to talk some more right after this. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. Hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we continue our conversation about summer brain drain with uh, award-winning brain scientist uh, Patrick Porter, who joins me by phone. He's a Ph.D. And, um, Patrick, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to uh, make you sit through all that. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. Um, Patrick, just before we went to break, you were talking a little bit about the brain's impact on um, overall health and wellness. I always refer to that as mind over what's the matter. But you mentioned Mm -hmm. almost parenthetically uh, brain tap, which you created, if I understand this correctly, as uh, uh, kind of a brain fitness program. What is that exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we know that our brain loves patterns. So what we've done is nature itself resonates as light, sound, and vibration to our brain. So our brain is always mimicking its environment. We've all walked into, uh, like, say, a phonetic place like a mall at Christmas time, and we can actually feel the energy and the vibration, let's say. But some people don't like that. They get stressed out. They don't want to be in that environment. Other people, uh, most people can go sit by the ocean and just relax and feel the ocean waves. That's because the oceans have a resonant frequency of 10 hertz, where that mall has a frequency of about 18 to 20 hertz. So what happens is the brain processes that and mimics it. It's called frequency following response. So we took that science and we, we put it into a app, and we've also put it into a headset, which basically, just like physical exercise would do for the body, we're going to exercise those brain waves so that we have access to uh, those different brain states, if you will, that produce the natural neurotransmitters that help our mood, that uplift our mood, downregulate our, our uh, what we call stress hormones like cortisol and things that would cause stress in the body. And therefore, we can show, we have a study actually going on in, in Brazil right now, the Brazilian government is paying for it, because they consider brain tap a digital drug because we can affect 54 different neurotransmitters. And those will help regulate how our mood is, how our brain functions. We even have a study where we showed 49% uh, improvement in neuroplasticity of people with dementia and Alzheimer's, and, uh, which actually took them off the spectrum within six weeks. So we're, that's in a bigger study right now at Seminole College, but I think we are proving that the brain can improve and become fit at any age we did a uh, case study with a woman who was 102 years old, and within a uh, four-weeks time period, we were able to improve her neurological function, uh, in some cases, up to 80%. Wow. So the brain can learn. The, the brain, when the old saying, old dogs can't learn new tricks, the reality is the brain never gets old. The brain can learn a new trick at any age, as long as it's not too far damaged. Uh, we, can, we can start to repair that damage. You mentioned um, and likened brain drain over the summer for all ages as as almost like an atrophy. And then in the example you just gave, um, you know, crowded mall at Christmas versus calm blue ocean at the beach, um, is is the the opposite true of too much information, too much stimulation? Oh, yeah. Well, even exercise, for instance, pro athletes and our Olympic athletes that are using brain tap, they know that you can overtrain the body. The problem isn't with like these elite athletes. The training isn't usually the problem. It's the recovery. And we're all 
in a sense, training for our own Olympics every day. You know, we get out of bed, we lift groceries, we have to move around our house. Our body works better when we move and breathe, but we have to have that recovery time. And that's the key thing for what we do with brain tap and teaching the brain to down-regulate. Because once we get stuck in that stress mode, we all know people that get upset in the morning and are still upset in the evening about some little trivial thing, whether it was they couldn't get their phone to operate right or they didn't hear the right news uh, when they were listening to it. You know, something was going on that caused them to exacerbate their nervous system to such an effect that it caused agitation, but they weren't able to regulate it. That's what we're talking about. We need to be able to downregulate. There's actually a science called heart rate variability which now is the gold standard for health, which most people have right on their wrist if they're wearing a smartwatch. It's probably measuring that for them because we know if there's communication between the heart and brain, which, again, most people don't know, but we have 4,000 neutrino cells, which means we have brain cells in our heart. So if our heart isn't communicating with our brain, we get out of sync, if you will. We get Some people might even say intuitively, they'll say, I'm out of sorts. Well, that means that their body and brain are not communicating correctly so once we once you link that up then the body itself it has an innate healing system that takes over but it all starts from the brain if you don't have the right thoughts you're not going to create the right things in your life you know i was not a big fan of seafood when i was growing up and my mother used to try to get me to eat fish by saying it was brain food um is that an old wives' tale, or is there something to that? Are there certain foods that, that are good for cognition? Oh, yes. Uh, lots of great foods that are good for cognition. For As far as fish goes, yes, salmon is a brain food, uh, especially if you can get farm-raised, I mean, uh, get it wild-caught instead of farm-raised. Uh, our brain is made up of, they would say, about 60% fat, so we need essential fats like avocados. Uh, those are really good for the body. On your salads, start putting on uh, salt, pepper, and like Italian seasoning and pure olive oil, the best, you know, extra virgin. You need, we need oils for our brain. We also need water for our brain. Every night when we sleep, our brain can shrink up to three-quarters of an inch, and it has to rehydrate. So I always recommend people drink a glass of water two hours before going to bed and then get up in the morning and drink another large glass of water because we need that hydration. You can also feed the brain low glycemic fruits like blueberries and strawberries. Those are very good for cognition. Uh, nuts and seeds are very good for cognition in, in feeding the brain. Uh, the one thing you can avoid, which I don't like to focus too much on what you don't, you don't want to do, but sugar is the biggest culprit for inflammation in the body. And our brain will use sugar for energy, but our body really wants fat for energy. So sugar is like, when we're in uh, being chased by that saber-toothed tiger, our body's looking for fast sugar to get our muscles, you know, busy running away from that that threat. But we don't face those threats anymore. We're more mental threats. So that's why the stress from one event can cause the liver to produce enough sugar. Our body produces its own sugar. We don't need to be adding sugar to everything. But if the if it dumps it into the system because that's part of the primitive network that keeps us safe, then that's as much sugar as a candy bar. So just stressful events can cause you to get fat. I mean, I, I have a art, one of my most popular articles out there on the Internet is uh, how chocolate is more fattening than sugar. I mean, how stress is more fattening than chocolate. I'm sorry. So when you think about it, people think that 
chocolate is the problem, but the stress is causing more sugar in the system than eating the chocolate. So the guilt of eating the chocolate bar is worse than eating the chocolate bar, in other words. <laughs> that's, that's why I try to avoid guilt. <laughs> yes, there you go. Not so much the chocolate bars, but... Um, but are there are there foods that are bad? I you know I'm I'm concerned about you know some of my f- favorites, uh, especially during the summertime. Uh, you know with cookouts oh. and barbecue and well, any any overeating is going to be bad for the brain because uh, the overeating doesn't just cause us to gain weight; it causes an an increase in sugar. And we've all heard what happens if you're having sugar issues with the blood right now. You want to keep that regulated. And they now say that dementia and Alzheimer's is type 3 diabetes. So when you think about it, reducing your sugar and increasing your fiber, any fiber that you do, even if it's been a fiber that you put into your, let's say, your cup of coffee in the morning or a glass of water, something to slow down that sugar in the system is going to be best. Now, anything that comes from a canned bottle or a wrapper that has ingredients you can't read is probably not good for your body, but we're not going to avoid all those things. That's why being active and uh, drinking plenty of water to detox is is so important. Uh, Most people know when they're eating things that aren't healthy for them. They just pretend they don't, (laughs) you know. So uh, really during the summer, we want to be, we usually are a little more active so we can get away with eating a little bit uh, so good. But we tell people if they're going to a party or a picnic in the summer, always make sure that you're eating good quality protein, fat, and fiber. That will slow down all the sugar that you're eating. So, you know, have avocados. Um, you know, those are really good. Uh, have some high-fiber food, um, like good dense breads instead of the white breads, if possible, for the brain. You know, you want to have uh, – most people will eliminate gluten altogether because uh, gluten, they've, they've found that it causes leaky gut and it also causes leaky brain. What that means is that there's, there's a gut biome and a brain biome, and they're actually mirrored. So not, not, you don't have to have celiacs, which a lot of people say, well, I can eat gluten because I don't have the same problems. But one of the ways to figure that out, if you're wondering, is go one day without eating breakfast. Just drink water. You can have your coffee or whatever. But then at lunch, before you eat anything else, Take out your bread that you're used to eating and just eat the bread. No butter, no anything. And wait 15 minutes and see how your body responds. Most people will immediately become congested, just as if they drank milk. You know, a lot of people have a problem with milk. Dairy, for some people, isn't good either. And you can do this with that. You'll find out if your body has an overreaction. That tells you you have an immune system problem with that food, and you should probably avoid it. Is activity that that helps... Um, build the brain um, that that supports the brain, whether it's it's food or mental exercises like puzzles. Do doing those things automatically improve memory? Yes. Um, in fact, just moving and breathing will improve memory. The best people we've scanned, and we've scanned about thirty thousand brains over the last ten years. We find people that do dancing or do a lot of movement during the day, but people that learn ballroom dancing and things like that, that is so good for the brain. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And then uh, people who do yoga practices, like to get on the ground and stretch and breathe, 
those uh, people tend to be really good. And people that do like light Tai Chi, even some way, we, what, we're, what we're linking to is if you can move and breathe and get the body going, your brain will function better. Another way to get your brain functioning better that really costs nothing is to listen to uh, Baroque classical music while you're learning anything. So if you're reading the paper and you want to remember things better or you're reading a book or you're, you're doing some kind of cognitive skill, even if you're working on that puzzle, you'll find that it works better if you play that music. Has been, there's something in science called the Mozart effect. And what they've shown was just listening to that music makes you smarter. I mean, everyone. It's 100% of the time. So everyone's brain works better if there is this kind of music in the background that uh, was made during the, the uh, Baroque classical time period. And it, it synchronizes the brain. So anytime <laughs> you can get the brain synchronized. I, I had a friend in uh, public radio that used to say, we've all been Baroque at one time or another. um this is this is fascinating stuff um we're finding you know in the wake of the pandemic which i I think most people want to think is is all but over all, all evidence to the contrary um but during the pandemic we found that some people were more productive working from home than they were in an office setting, and that's causing a lot more people to work at home, take meetings by Zoom, and you know, do all their communications uh, electronically. Um, what is that doing to the brain, and how can we counter any negative influence of that change in our behavior? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the what it's really doing is uh, our brain is processing every pixel on that screen. So all the negatives we hear about from too much screen time uh, and the brain processing it, it's, that's taxing to the brain and stressful. If, if you saw some of the brains we scan just playing computer games, you would probably never look at a computer screen again. <laughs> but the thing is that we're, we're not going to stop people from using computer screens. What they need to do is have the downtime. We found that, like using our technology, but it could be di- different technologies to do that, to take a break from the screens and do a 20-minute brain tap session, for instance, in the middle of the afternoon, we found brings back uh, over 80% of the energy you had in the morning because it's an energy drain. You, we think we're just looking at the screen, but those people out there that are accountants and lawyers and using their brain all the time, they'll tell you at the end of the day when their brain is tired, they, you can't eat enough food to get that energy back because it's a different kind of energy. The brain doesn't need, like if we were road workers, let's say we were all construction workers, at the end of the day we could go have a couple of beers and we get new life. It's like the, the old saying at the, when you're checking out of the job, it says you don't believe in life after death, just be here at closing time. You know, because <laughs> but, but, but people that use their brain all day, they, it takes longer to build up the energy we need for our brain. That's why it's so important. You have to do some kind of practice, breathing, relaxation practice that gives your brain the break. And that's why we think the 2020s are the new, the new fitness, which I'm term in a book that I'm writing uh, called The Third Wave, because brain fitness is the new exercise. People have forgot about that. We know in the, night, in the 1890s when Dr. Kellogg started, the first health food store in Battle Creek, Michigan, we started doing the physical stuff, taking supplements. We found out about vitamins and herbs and things like that. And then in the 1970s, we had 
Arnold Schwarzenegger bringing over, you know, physical fitness and making that glamorous. And now we all know about physical fitness, but not very many people know about brain fitness because we, we're not used to having to deal with that. But we have 40%, we're going to have a 40% increase in people over 65 here in the next 10 years. So brain fitness is going to become, if it's not already, you go through the grocery store, almost every magazine cover has a picture of a brain on it because we're all getting better looking and more intelligent with age and we want to keep our brain, right? So people are becoming more and more accustomed to thinking about their brain. So as we think about that brain and think about how it's working for us and through us, that's really we need to take the time to mentally prepare and physically exercise the brain. Patrick, um, you know, when you talk about taking some downtime from from screens, is there a ratio that can be worked into a routine? And and how much time should people spend on, you know, at the computer and how much downtime and what should they be doing to maximize that downtime? Well, what I think, uh, what we find is... uh, no more than every hour you should be getting away from your screen, whether it's to go take a walk or to drink a water, something, because we know that even the, the studies have shown our attention spans. You're not you're really getting as much work done as you think. You're just staring at the screen and doing other things. So get up, walk away from a little bit. Every two hours, you should be doing a 10-minute, 15-minute stretch, breathing, something that's, that's going to help the body. Now, um, some kind of mindfulness practice, breathing exercise practice. You can one simple thing they can do is just find a comfortable place, put on that music that I was talking about, the broke kind of music. You can play it for free on YouTube or or download the BrainTap app for free at BrainTap Info, and and start listening for ten minutes. That's going to be a big game changer for you. And so we tell people instead of having a coffee break, I'm not against coffee. I drink it, but uh, we want to have a brain break. We need to recoup, we need to rebuild the energy in our brain so we can transact more information and think and act better, you know, when we get back to the job. So I think during an eight-hour day, you should have three breaks like that. And we have actual sessions for those specifically that when people download the app, they can listen to and, and reclaim their energy and their life back after the stress that happens. Just by looking at a computer screen can be very stressful. But if also you're doing, let's say you're doing accounting or something like that, that's going to also bring about, you know, I don't know too many people that are energized after doing their taxes, you know. So that, <laughs> that's, you know, usually you're burned out and wondering what happened, you know, so... Well, you know, Patrick, when before smoking was as taboo as it is now, and I'm talking about cigarette smoking, of course, um, it was it was commonplace for most people in a work setting to smoke and to take a break periodically to have a cigarette. And there were some studies I, I remember reading about that said that that smokers were more productive. And I wonder if that was less about smoking and more about taking the break. Yeah, yeah. It was we when I I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I just brought yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, I think you're exactly right because we we've, we've taught so many people how to stop smoking. By still doing the activity, but without the cigarette. One example, I was working with a DJ in Phoenix, and he did really well stopping smoking, but then he figured out he would always go and plan his 
uh, morning show by going out on his balcony and watching the sunset. And, of course, in Phoenix, it's beautiful every night, pretty much. So when he stopped smoking, he stopped going out to his balcony. So his morning show was suffering because he didn't have that creative time. So I said, is there anything stopping you from just grabbing a glass of water, sitting out on your balcony, watching the sun, and figuring out your show? So he went out and started doing that activity while he was still doing the creative pursuit, and he found out that he could be tobacco-free and have a great morning show. So I think you're exactly right. It's more the taking the activity, the time to do the activity. Smoking just seems to be something they do while they're doing something because some people believe they just can't do nothing. Well, and and people that were, you know, very addicted to cigarettes felt like they they couldn't go very long without having one, and so they just Mm -hmm. built those little breaks into the system. But I suspect the breaks were doing some good, even if the smoking was doing some harm. Exactly. I think you're exactly right, and I think they've proven that now, that when people take a break, even to just walk a little bit and go grab a glass of water, that makes a big shift in the way the brain operates. Because then the brain gets a chance to reorganize all of that information. If, think about it like everything you're seeing, hearing, or experiencing during that one setting is all being held in memory. And then that's why we have, like computer, we have commercial breaks on television and even on the radio because people can only handle so much information at one time. And then we give them something else to think about. And while they're thinking about that other something, they're storing that information for long-term memory. If we don't ever give it a chance, there's something in the brain called slippage. And that slippage means that we've got information overload, so we can't make a decision because there's too much information and it hasn't been sorted, organized, or parsed out so that we can recall it with some certainty. Well, my guest is Dr. Patrick Porter. He is an award-winning brain scientist and creator of uh, BrainTap. And uh, we've been talking about summer brain drain and what it is and how to combat it. And we're almost out of time, Patrick, but um, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Where can people go to, to learn more about this? Well, the best place they can go is braintap.info, and they, for free, they can download my book, Thrive and Overdrive. They get to keep that book regardless of what they do. So it's a digital book. They can read it on any reader. That will give them a lot more information about how to handle the stress and things like that that's going on. And then uh, it also provides them 15 days on our app that will share with them the experience. So not only can they read about it, they can experience it for free. They don't need their credit card to do that. They can go there, learn all about it. And then, of course, they can see us on all the social medias from at Dr. Patrick Porter, at Dr. Patrick Porter, or at BrainTap Tech. Uh, they can see us on social media and, and follow along with all the other BrainTap Nation that's, that's using the technology. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for uh, spending this time with me and the listeners this morning and sharing uh, these thoughts about uh, having have, getting our brains to be healthier. Um, I think this is uh, important, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and uh, keep up the good work. All right. Thanks for having me, Tom. All Great right. to be here. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, again, that was uh, Patrick Porter, Ph.D., uh, the founder of BrainTap and a, an award-winning brain scientist. 
If you're listening to us at 92.1 FM, our voices radio in Flint, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zondrick. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. 
We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Summer Program.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. few years, a type of meeting place has grown up throughout the country, which is called a coffee house. There are many uninitiated people who have never been into a coffee house. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been waiting in the anteroom of uh, Dr. Haldanish's psychiatric office. In a few moments, uh, Dr. Haldanish will release his last patient. Uh, we've asked for him to give us this hour to discuss with him his new methods in treating psychotic patients. Oh, the door is just opening now, and the patient is just leaving. And we're going into Dr. Haldanis' office. Now, the patient... That was the patient leaving. Nice, I don't want that nut in here again. You hear me? I don't want her in here for any money, for anything. I don't want that lady in here again. Excuse me, who are you? Doctor, I... Do you have an appointment? Yes, I do. I am paying for this hour in order to interview you. Oh, oh, are you uh, from the... uh, I'm from the... The presses? Yes. Oh. How how jolly you are, must be. <laughs> sir, sir, Dr. Haldanish, you yeah. just told your nurse not to allow your patient back. Uh, that is yes, not... I can't take it. I can't. She spoke filthy. Filth. Do you hear well, me? You're, well, just Filth a moment, on, on my, my house and my Just a moment. Uh, you, are, homes. you are a psychiatrist. That's right, accredited. Yes, you're what school? I'm not a doctor, I'm accredited. <laughs> Meaning what? I mean that uh, certain people have said you're, you're accredited. You are all right. But you are a doctor. No, not in the not in the legal sense. Well, you have the word D. Oh, it's not doctor. It's no. DCR. Yes, this Docker. Docker. It's very close. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't look close. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Well, Docker Haldane. Docker. Doctor Doctor Haldanish, you 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 are treating you are treating uh, s- people who are in need of psychiatric yes. help. I lift their hopes. I turn their spirit. I'd like to get back to this yes. poor girl who went screaming from your office. Well, she's filthy and dirty. Well, what is her problem? And I nearly called a policeman in here to hit her and arrest her. Why do I have to hear that junk? Do you have any people who have real problems? A few. I My friends, that girl that seems girl like... That girl is sick. How long she been? Well, she is some nuts. But that's she's crazy. She's crazy. Oh, God. See, that girl is crazy. Have I you ever work. cured anybody of anything? Twice. Who? <laughs> Once a fellow who loved his dog. So, what was his problem? A fellow, Arnold. And most people love their dogs. Arnold. No, but uh, never mind. He really loves them. <laughs> And uh, there was a lady, Bernice. And what was her Bernice. problem? She just would sit around the house and tear paper. So uh, you cured both of these. How did you cure the dog lover? What technique did you use? The dog lover, I said, hey, you can't do that. What are you Oh, yeah, let's get on to the... I woke him up. I, yeah. I opened his eyes. And Bernice... 
Boy, niece, I, I shot you, 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 I don't sit and tear paper. Yeah. Did you cure her? Yes, I cured her. Just telling her not to tear paper. Well, no, if you fetch her slapping a hand. Touch that. Touch that. Touch that. that. Don't tear that. Well, that would necessitate your being with her at all times. Oh, well, I lived with her for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Medically, yes. Oh, as a, as a critic, as a viewer, as I, an onlooker. I see. Oh. One, one last question. That filthy woman comes back again. Yes. Being with her father, I swear I'm calling a police. Well, sir, I, I'm sorry we don't have much time. I'm not a time. violent man. I'm sorry we don't have much more time, but if you had your way, she sir. She was kissing her father in the dream. Oh, is that the dream? Kissing her father in the dream. Well, you want to hear Well, things? many oh. daughters. I have a daughter, and I kiss my daughter. In real life, we kiss each other. Uh, nice talking to you. Goodbye. <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
two pilots get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.